0: welcome back to live laugh lorazepam on today's mini episode um i'm gonna rage
1: (laughs) rage against the machine abby
0: no i well yes but like not i i'm a little calmer about it today than i was the last few days so um i okay let me back up My husband got a new job a few months ago, so we were on one insurance, and suddenly we lost that, and we went on a different insurance. And thank goodness, I had already checked my therapist, took my new insurance, so I knew that wasn't going to be disrupted. Um, I had already gotten a bunch of dental work done, so I knew I didn't need anything for that. I had just gotten new glasses last year. I knew I didn't need anything for that. I was trying to use up all my insurances, right?
1: Sorry, the fact that you have to jump through so many hoops to be like, oh yeah, is this an okay move? Even though he was had to, like was taking the job anyway, right. but you have to be like prepared. is crazy. So um, I continue.
0: Well, yeah, because I mean, it's been like two and a half years of me doing this like dental work, and just before he got uh, the new position, I had to like pay out of pocket ahead of time for like all the dental work that I need. I still needed done because it needed to be put through like one insurance like if you tried to go through the next one they consider it like pre-existing. Yeah. And they won't cover it. So, it was a very complicated situation. One thing I didn't think about though because I'm a silly goose is medication. I don't know why that's the one thing I forgot about. Um but all of a sudden I realized that I hadn't received a new bottle in the mail and I started like counting my pills and realized that I was going to run out in about 2 weeks. And I got really nervous because nothing makes me panic more than the thought of not having my medication when I need it. Um, So I like preemptively panic. (laughs)
1: Um, Which, sorry, for those who don't take meds regularly, there are withdrawal symptoms. One, internal fear of what you're going to feel like without it, but there's also physical withdrawal symptoms if you just stop your daily medication.
0: Yeah, and thankfully I'm not on anything that's like, would be super drastic. Like my dosage isn't like ridiculously high, like it used to be. Um, but there are some people who like, if they were to just suddenly miss a pill or two or ran out and couldn't get anything for like over the weekend, like that, that could be the difference between functioning and not functioning for them. And that's really scary. So, um, I have been jumping through hoops, calling my previous provider trying to get set up with my doctor because they won't give me a new refill until I have an appointment. Um, but of course no one has any availability. So then it's like, oh, but this is an emergency situation. Um, and my old insurance had apparently put through a refill, but then we lost the insurance and I'm not going to name names of any companies, but you suck. You suck. Um, anyways, apparently there's a refill, like, in a, like a warehouse somewhere with my name on it that was supposed to go out to me that was technically processed and that I apparently paid for with my old insurance. But because I don't have that insurance anymore, I don't have that account anymore through that third party, um, delivery service. And so therefore I can't get those pills. And so it's been four days now of me like fighting with people on the phone, fighting with robots on the phone because getting someone on the phone human, is so human, hard. Human,
1: human, I
0: literally just keep saying representative, represent, like into the phone. Um, Phil came out today and I was like screaming at my cell phone. Um, anyways, it's been really, really stressful and I still have time. Like I have a whole week and a half and I can't believe how, like, how many hoops I've had to jump through just to continue with the care that I was getting previously. And it makes me think about like, my husband has a job that gives us good insurance. We have the money that if I had to, I could like go to a pharmacy and it would be a chunk of change. But like, if I had to, I could buy it out of pocket. Like I'm privileged enough to recognize that like I have the tools in front of me to like keep the machine running essentially. And it's still hard like so hard and something as simple as just switching your job with his health insurance being so tied to his job. And then me being the spouse, it, it was so freaking hard. And then on top of all of that, because it's through him, anywhere I go to give my insurance, I have to give his information. They can't find me under our insurance because I'm technically a, what's it called? dependent or whatever but
1: wait but your name's on the card
0: my name is on the card but we have the same like number member thing because it's through him
1: i what i mean when i was under my parents insurance when i was younger i had my own id number it's the same
0: yeah and i have to give his name and um date of birth when i go to like the dentist when i go to the eye doctor for them to find me then they can find my name but like my name is in like a sub file in him yeah
1: That's nuts because I didn't know. Sorry, I'm far from my mic. I'm like lounging in this conversation. (laughs) Long story short, it's like ridiculously
0: complicated. And like my old insurance did that for sometimes, but didn't always do that. And each insurance is different. And then each like doctor I have takes certain providers, but Mm -hmm. not others.
1: Networks and Um, networks. Yeah. And like
0: my eye appointment that I have coming up, they were like, oh, we don't take the base I Plan that you have through your health insurance, so you have to do like an, a buy up. And I was like, Wait, wait. you take the buy up, but you don't take the original. They're like, Nope, sorry, you'll have to pay out of pocket. It, it's it's bonkers to me, so You're like, I,
1: I'll be finding a different provider,
0: right? So, look, I was so frustrated, and it's been days of me like just stressing about not having these pills, um, which I probably won't have terrible withdrawal symptoms. I'll probably be okay. But it's the anxiety of knowing that like the pills make things easier. And if I don't have the pills, then it's not going to be easier. And so I start preemptively getting like anxiety over it. The thought of not having it, which is just sending me into like a total spiral. I've cried every day for the last three days on the phone, trying to talk to different people and everyone blames each other. Like my doctor's like, no, it's the insurance. You have to call them. My insurance is like, no, it's your doctor. No, it's this provider it's bullshit is my point. And in a bigger context, I can't even understand how I would do this if I didn't have, I don't know, like access to the doctors that I have. If, if I switched insurances or my husband switched insurances or he switched a job and we didn't get insurance, I wouldn't even know. Like, I wouldn't know if, um, like mass state health, I don't even know if my doctors would take that. Like I lucked out Finding out that my doctors the, took my stuff.
1: The oh, so I've been on insurance through the government um, because my my former employer did not provide insurance. Hmm. First off, it's a government website, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> Starting off on a great foot. Yep. And then it is the most confusing thing to navigate, and because it's a, like almost a state-run plan. Granted, ooh, sorry. Uh, granted, it is through a mm. private company they're not the best plans and they're not right. and you're paying a chunk of change versus yes, having lot. an employer-sponsored health care um but yeah it's confusing
0: I was just thinking about how we talk so much on the podcast about the importance of like asking for help finding a doctor getting the medication that you need if that's the route that works for your health journey Finding a therapist and going to therapy and like making that a priority. And all of those things, there's so many barriers to entry at every single point. And that's infuriating to me. Never mind like finding the right therapist or finding the right medication. You can finally get on medication or get a doctor to give you medication, and you can go through the wrong medication for years before you find the one that works for you. Same with therapists. You can find the wrong mm-hmm. therapist over and over before you find the right for you. But sometimes even just like that first step of even getting in to see a therapist or even getting insurance or like finding a therapist that takes insurance that you don't have to pay out of pocket for, or finding a doctor who will even believe you if you're saying you're having mental health issues. It took me three doctors to find one that believed me.
1: And then finally finding them and then losing your job and losing your insurance.
0: Right. At like... I didn't realize, I have, um, like every three months I meet with a doctor who, like we review my medications and she re-ups me yeah, for you my have next. To, yeah, it's literally right.
1: every three months.
0: And every single appointment, last time I saw her was in January, every single appointment, we make an appointment for the next one. We made one and then when we lost insurance, they just canceled that appointment because I was now listed in the system as no insurance. No one ever told me my appointment was just gone because it no, I no longer had insurance. And they were like, well, until you do, you can't see this doctor again, unless I gave them like other information, like, oh, I'm waiting on the state or I'm waiting on blah, blah, blah. I, I literally yesterday in the same organization where I um, get most of my like medical care, I talked to four different people. And had to give my insurance information like four different times. You're
1: like, isn't it the same system? Even though
0: Yeah, fine. they're like, oh, it's all one system. But like, actually, we have to take it here. And then they'll take it over there. And then we each have our own separate file. I probably have a file in every office in that building. <laughs> like, so I, I just, I'm, I sound way calmer now than I was the last few days. But I was so angry at how complicated it was. And that's coming from someone who is like, very tech savvy, I am adamant and um, vocal about my mental health now. At this time in my life, at another time in my life, if it had been this hard, and I wasn't advocating for myself the way I am today, grew it. Yeah, I would have been. This is too hard. I'm not doing it.
1: Also, you have and you have access to the internet, access to right all the information you need at the palm of your hand. Right, but still fighting. Like I couldn't imagine not having that.
0: Or imagine getting all the way through all of that and then finding out that your insurance won't cover the whole cost of that medication. I pay $10 for my medication. That's so little. That's for like tiny. A, yeah, that's tiny. And I'm so lucky. But imagine if I had really bad health insurance that, or that one med wasn't covered. Like I, I, I take an off brand. But what if I had to take like the name brand that costs more? like you're standing at the pharmacy you've gotten, you've gone through all those hoops and then suddenly someone tells you like oh this is actually $500 it makes me think of people who need insulin it makes me think of people who need all these ADHD meds that are just suddenly like there's a shortage of all of them and i i just got so irrationally angry at the whole system so irrationally angry at like how tough it was for someone who is in a place of privilege and knows how to navigate it like, I've done this before. I've done yeah. this for years, and it was still that hard for me. Like, that's yeah. infuriating.
1: And so I, my primary care wants to put me on a med that my insurance doesn't cover. And despite it being for my health and I need it, my doctor has to write a letter to get them to approve it. And they might not. And the thing is, I got the letter. On my old insurance, but oh it was God. never approved in time. And then year changed, new insurance. Now I have to go through the process again. They want again. a new letter. And otherwise, it's thousands of dollars a month. Because nothing is covered. Right. Um, and it's just a joke. And, like, the people have to do this for life-saving. Well,
0: it, it like, insurance companies claim, like, oh, we had our experts look at it, and you actually don't need these. Like, I just spent two and a half years doing dental work. Like You're like, my I,
1: dentist is the expert on
0: me. And they, they sent me a bill. So my, my dentist gave me a bill, said like, oh, we have to do all this stuff. All of the steps in the bill, like, build on each other. It's not like I can just choose not to do step two. It's like, you remove a tooth, you put in a post, you get a fake tooth, then you wait. You have to heal. It's like a whole thing. Like, it all builds on each other. And they're all connected. You can't just pick and choose what you want. My insurance company said oh, we had our experts look on it, and uh, these, like, four sections in here, they, they said that, like, that's actually not necessary, so uh, we're not covering it.
1: Like, thanks. Thanks a lot. It's necessary. I,
0: and I was like, I don't – it's infuriating because it's like, well, who's your expert? Because I'm going to a dentist. Is your expert a dentist? I don't know. Like, they just say their expert, their person is reviewing my file and has decided arbitrarily without talking to me or my dentist – that they just won't cover it because it doesn't seem like it's actually necessary. Like, <laughs> so what?
1: And so if you paid out of pocket for that, it'd be a shit ton of money. But I'm also thinking of, like, we live in a country where our system bankrupts people for taking mm-hmm. care of their health. health? Jesus. Yeah. Um, I said health. <laughs> <laughs> taking care of their health. Uh, And people choose to not go to the doctors and not take care of themselves because they don't want to file for bankruptcy and lose their house, lose everything.
0: And then you wonder why people find out like, oh, I have stage four cancer because I didn't go to the doctor for six years because I couldn't afford it or I didn't have insurance. Or I thought, you know, I just have a small like ache in my stomach. I don't need to go.
1: Yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah. I stopped
1: therapy because... I turned 26 and fell off my parents insurance and my new insurance did not cover my therapist. And I had done so much work to find someone yeah. that I worked with it. I was like, I'm fine. Not seeing anyone.
0: Right. Cause you were, you trusted that person yeah. and to, you're like to start all of a sudden you have to start over.
1: I think it was one and a half, two years later. I was playing like, I need, a, I need my therapist yeah. back. And thankfully I was on a different insurance that covered her. And I was able to go back, but I stopped seeing a doctor that I needed to see because I couldn't afford to pay for it out of pocket.
0: I think it's absolute. It's just all bullshit. Excuse my language, but it, how dare it, you swear? It, like it podcast. really is. Like it makes me think. Like I've been on like four different insurances in my life, right? And that's it. Yeah. Like yeah, but yeah, but think about it. Like. We got married for insurance. Like, full disclosure, everyone love my husband. We were going to get married anyways. But the timeline got moved up because I was going to grad school. I left my job at Harvard. I lost my insurance through Harvard. I needed medication that I took every single month to help me function. And I saw a therapist at the same time, or was trying to find a therapist at the time. And we realized that it was like if I wanted insurance through the school, it was seven grand a year if I wanted state insurance, it was like 400, $500 a month minimum, or the alternative was we got married and it suddenly was like 80 bucks a month because I got added to his account as a spouse. And so, yeah, we freaking were engaged for a week and we went to city hall and got married and, pe- and when people laugh like that. We always joke about it. Like, Oh, we got married for insurance, but like we actually got married for insurance. Like I love him. I was going to marry him anyways, but like
1: You pushed it up because you needed insurance. We
0: were engaged for seven days. Like that's the shortest engagement. The thing
1: is that also doesn't surprise me. No. And also we're,
0: we're those people, right? But like it cracks me up because that was, it's unfortunate that that was part of the marriage conversation instead of just, Oh, I love you. And I want to marry you. It was, Hey, it's 2020. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm losing my job. I'm going back to school. And I have these medications that I take every single month. And if I don't have them, my brain likes to do funky things to me. <laughs> and, and so like getting married was the obvious decision. It was like, yeah, of course. Okay, we're going to do that. But like imagine if you were in a relationship that wasn't as stable or you weren't as secure. Like you weren't, you weren't planning on
1: getting married, but right. then you were like, this will save my life. Um, exactly. But you're not the only couple I know that is, have pushed up their wedding for health purposes. I I think it's sad
0: that that has to be like a catalyst, I guess. Not that like, I love the way we did it. I think it's so funny. I'm very happy with how we did it. But it is also like, I knew it was the right move for us because we were already in a good place. And I can't imagine someone else who's like, you know, maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're not prepared, but they they don't really have a choice because they have health concerns or someone's sick or someone's on life-saving medication. Like everything is so tied together in our society that like people, some people don't leave jobs because they're like, I have such good insurance. Like my son is sick and I can't leave because they cover X, Y, and Z.
1: What I'm about to say, some people consider very controversial and will say you're dumb, you're stupid, never, but I will pay more in taxes if it, means that everyone can get the right coverage and not go bankrupt for saving their own life because i am paying taxes anyway if i pay a little bit more or it's put into a place where i help someone else Mm. we're helping bail out banks i want to help out my fellow humans yeah Like, I will, like, everyone's like, I'm not paying for someone else's stuff.
0: Which is, I I hate that that's so controversial because, like, caring about another human being, I feel like should just be something that we do. If we are all, like, proud to be in this country or proud to live here or proud to, like, be among each other sort of thing, like, the human element of that should supersede anything else. And the fact that full families lose their houses or go into debt for the rest of their lives just because a child has cancer and like they don't have a choice they have to do the medical life-saving procedures
1: and then they stop doing their own. the parents usually stop doing their own care because they can't afford it
0: and then they're just left out to dry Mm -hmm. it's like okay that's fantastic the kid got the like what they needed to survive they're doing so much better and it's like okay but now for the rest of your life how do we you will live out of a van because you can't afford to own any property. you can't even afford a background check for rent like that's bullshit there's that like that is a death sentence in my opinion
1: and we're supposed to live in the best country in the world I know the it's the most a, advanced country in the world, and our people are either dying or, or going bankrupt because they have cancer or anything else they just
0: yeah the cancer's just the yeah i I just I've been like irrationally upset about oh you're not alone like a it's hard to even pinpoint what i'm mad about because it's easy to say i'm just mad about insurance and i'm just mad about x y or z in this situation but i'm i'm angry at the system itself fuck the
1: patriarchy
0: (laughs) and like how we got here like i'm i'm mad that this is happening to other people it's not just me and it's happening to people who wouldn't just have some withdrawal symptoms but would like could possibly lose their lives over it. Like that's bullshit.
1: I just thought of something else that really pisses me off with this whole system of healthcare. We vote people into positions Mm. because they, to speak for us, we pick someone, right? And then they make decisions based on their own personal gain. These people get into a certain position and then get healthcare for life, free healthcare for life. Right. And then they vote on taking healthcare away from veterans. From and, other people. And other people. Yeah. And they're like, mm, mm, sorry, no, no, that's not going to work for me. I'm like, you have free healthcare because we put you in that position. Right. For life. Honestly, I'm like,
0: should I just like, okay, it seems like anyone who's asinine can become a politician these days. Like, I guess I should just run for a political office. True, win something, if, if, lie to get there, get my free health care, and then peace out after one term. Is that like, is that the thing? Is that the American dream? Is that the I mean, the you right have to get to a like, certain
1: spot in oh, there to nice. get the free health care. But I mean, if I could be... Oh, uh, if bullshit. If it's MTG bullshit. can be <laughs> in a political power, like if I couldn't get that spot, like I would feel really bad about if myself. That,
0: oh God, don't even get me started on that woman.
1: Let's get her on the pod. Let's talk to her about her mental health. Come on, Marjorie Taylor Greene.
0: She doesn't believe mental health is a thing.
1: It's because she doesn't have a brain. No, they're obviously, this is, is, this
0: is not like, yeah, that's, that's a whole, this is not a political bash episode. This is, this is truly like,
1: I mean, technically as a political bash, because they're the reason we're set up this way.
0: If you think about it, like our comment last mini episode about, um, periods and like body, autonomy, body, body, autonomy. Wow. The words, um, we, we made a comment at the end where we were like, well, we can't talk about X, Y, and Z without talking about politics, mm-hmm. without talking about our, the state of our country. And it's the same thing with healthcare. Like, it's, it's all tied up together. And so there's no way for you to have an opinion on healthcare without having an opinion on, like, 75 other things. Yep. Which, it's a human right or a human need to have access to health. And everyone should.
1: And, and if I am paying like, taxes to a government that is saying they're going to take care of me. And then should. doesn't. And right. Grr. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really upsetting. And also I think it's eye-opening for people who don't have to take medication every day. I mean, my husband doesn't take medication every day.
1: There are people who don't take medication every day? Yeah, he also just wakes kidding. up and just
0: has like perfect eyesight. i have that sorry i hate you he also just wakes up brushes his teeth and like doesn't have bad teeth like i have like my mouth bones are bad okay and my my eyeballs are bad it's all it all sucks i got like a really rough draw of cards with the medical stuff
1: i was gonna say i've already said this on the podcast but i want to piss more people off is that i've never had a cavity
0: okay yeah i hate you i hate you so much but
1: i brush my teeth a lot but it is it is interesting
0: because I I you know I'm jumping through these hoops. I'm, jump, I'm talking to all these doctors. I'm talking to these insurance companies. I'm talking to third party providers because no one wants to talk to you directly, right? And my husband was like, "Oh, wait, like I'm so sorry that you have to go through this. Like this sucks that you have to jump through all these hoops." And I was like, "Oh my god! Imagine the like he would never think about how convoluted the system is if he wasn't watching me mm-hmm. have to go through all of these hoops and." And that's on the smallest scale of some of the trouble that people experience with this system.
1: It's on the, like, I'm not saying. No, it's it on is. on the privileged I, side yes, of the scale, is which wicked is. wicked
0: privileged. Like, I am over here on this, this hill and like, and it's, it's not easy here, which means it's only worse It's elsewhere. almost impossible elsewhere.
1: Yeah. And you, ugh. And doing it most likely as exhausted because you're working two to three jobs. And you know, well, fuck the system. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't have like a
0: happy note to end this. I was hoping I was trying to find some sort of like silver lining of like what I can do or think about or what all I can do is advocate for myself to my doctors and be like know that I'm lucky enough to be able to do so and not to give up. On advocating for myself, like that's that's all I can do because you
1: just gotta keep fighting. There's fight so much fight. about
0: this that I, I can't control, which is infuriating to me.
1: But do there's you also need to control things. Oh,
0: everything, everything. I if I get yes, <laughs> Julie. My favorite game is The Sims. Okay.
1: Oh guys, <laughs> if you could only see her Sims, you haven't sent me a screenshot in a while. I played for like seven hours the other day. Did you really? Yeah. And then you're like, my eyes hurt. No, (laughs) you work all day and then you play seven hours of Sims. Hopefully it wasn't on work day.
0: No, it was not. It was on my chill day. Um, Because
1: seven hours, eight hours of work and then seven hours of that, your poor eyes.
0: I will say it is one of the reasons I play and then I won't touch it for months because I stare at a computer all day. Then I stare at my phone and then I stare at my other computer and then we watch TV and I'm like, wow, how many more screens could I look at in a day?
1: Um, all right. I'm going to try to spin this, not spin this, but I'm going to take this into a positive note. Um, moving away from insurance. Does that work for you? Yes. Cats. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, (laughs) my cat brings me a lot of joy.
1: Exactly. That's not what I'm talking about, but I just wanted to say cats. I figured it'd make you laugh.
0: I will say like... If there's anyone listening who like works, and I don't want to say in the healthcare field because there's a lot of people that work in healthcare that have no control over this either, but I'd love to know, like, what other people are experiencing in regard to this specific topic because I know I found it infuriating, and I think there's power in numbers. Um, Reach out, and I don't I don't know how to like create change in this way, but if someone else does, then I'm open to hearing
1: it. So. I'm going to do a two-parter ender to this episode. Okay. First one is, hey, local folks who listen to this podcast, visit Liberty Tavern in Quincy, Massachusetts for the month of May. And if you order their charity cocktail, a portion of the proceeds, go to my Out of the Darkness. I don't own the Out of the Darkness (laughs) walk, but... My fundraising page for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Overnight Walk. Abby and I were there last night with some more people, including Phil. And we had some, um, some margaritas and money went to my walk while also having fun.
0: The drinks, by the way, are phenomenal. So if the charity cocktail for the month of May is called Mr. Brightside. Amazing. Beautiful. Like, beautiful name. It
1: is tequila blackberry lemon and agave.
0: Oh, it's so good. I can't even explain to you how good it is. It was so good.
1: We I had two because and then we had to sit and watch the entire Celtics game so I could drive home.
0: <laughs> had to cuz Julie and I weren't there for the Celtics game.
1: No, we were not. We were there to <laughs> buy drinks.
0: But for the whole month of May, yep, whole if, month. If you order the charity cocktail, there's a note on their menu that says like ask your server what it's about and they'll Hand you either a card or read it to you, and it has Julie's name on it and tells her story. And so, make sure to bug the server to tell you all about it, um, because it doesn't specify that it's for mental health on the menu. But that's because they'd they have to print new menus every yeah. They'd every have month. to print every single thing every yeah. But so definitely look into it, read about it. Um, I will be there
1: several times this month. I was <laughs> already there last night. I am going with many different groups of people. One Liberty Tavern is fantastic. Oh my god! So their shout pizza. out to them so good but also a huge shout out that they do a monthly charity cocktail
0: yeah I thought maybe it was just like a few times a year and then you said it's every single month they do a different charity cocktail
1: such a cool idea and I don't know who owns the restaurant or who came up with the idea but the people I've worked with to get um my drink up have everyone's been so great um and all it took I just emailed them and asked them and it happened but Yeah, Liberty Tavern in Quincy. And Mr. Brightside.
0: A portion of the proceeds for purchasing those drinks, for purchasing the charity cocktail, go towards Julie's Walk. Um, She's raising money, as a reminder, so she can do the Out of Darkness Walk for AFSP. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, AFSP.
0: And she's trying to raise a certain amount of money before, what's the walk date?
1: The first weekend in June, whatever, maybe the third
0: or fourth. Go have a drink. Invite your friends. You can suggest say, if everyone you see get in there.
1: Say hi if I don't know you. I mean, even <laughs> if you, I do know you, you can say hi. I'm going to be awkward. If, especially if I don't know you, I'm going to be super <laughs> awkward. I'm like,
0: hi. I should make her wear like a hat that's like, I'm mm. Julie. <laughs> like,
1: this is my charity cocktail. She did, though. She called me out last night and she goes, Your name's on the card. And the, and the waitress was like, Oh, this is your charity cocktail? And I was like, Well, it's Liberty Town. Well, it was. Yes.
0: She came over and she goes, Oh, yeah, we have a charity cocktail. Then she stopped there and I, I, like, Put my chin on my fist and was Do like tell. tell me what the charity is and she was like oh let me look it up and julie was like i'm gonna kill you um and she pulled out this little written uh like i don't know placard it's a
1: laminated yeah that it's is like so cool
0: and she handed it to us and was like oh you're welcome to look it over and i i started freaking out because julie's name was printed
1: <laughs> your name's on it and she's like wait your name yes <laughs> i'm famous so yes long
0: story short go to liberty tavern get their pizza. Get their wings. Oh, the stuffed pretzels. Oh, my gosh. So good. And the drinks are amazing. Um, at least have one charity cocktail. Feel free to order others because their other cocktails are so good as well.
1: Buy a drink for
0: a stranger if they're 21. Yeah. They have um, like a dining area if you want like a quieter setting on one side. And then they have a bar area where you can sit at the bar, or sit at high tops and watch all the sports games if sports ball is your thing. <laughs>
1: But anyways, month of May,
0: go check it out. It's amazing, and it tastes really good.
1: So good. So good. Um, okay, thank you, one, uh, about that. Thank you, Liberty Tavern. Um, and number two, so I've talked about this once today, but this podcast brings me so much joy, <laughs> and I hope it brings other people joy and in. in togetherness and makes people feel less alone but this first season was awesome getting our bearings, anxiety yeah. Yeah, bearings getting our nervous working out the out. kinks yeah but our interviews have opened my eyes to so many things and i can't thank and thank the people enough who are willing to come on and open their hearts and share their stories because I tell Abby every, every single time we hang up from an interview, I get so hyper and even if it was sad, Mm, I get so hyper and start dancing around the room and I'm like, that was awesome. Like I can't wait to edit it and get it up. Like I want to a lot of times I'm like, I want to post that now.
0: And I have to be like, no, 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 (laughs) no. We have to, we have to edit. We have to wait.
1: (laughs) But I described it to a friend today as like this, this high feeling, this fire within my soul Mm. That I just feel so good that one, we've created a safe space that people are like willing to open up and talk about mental illness, no matter what side of it they're on. And two, that I I just lost my thought per usual. It's just this amazing feeling. And even if I was crying, I leave being like, someone opened up their soul to me. In in want to help, and it's just thank you. That's all I can say.
0: We learn so much. Like I've learned so much through other people's experiences, through other people's like, um, you know, the stories that they share. And it is funny. Every time Julie like edits an episode, she sends it to me before it goes up, and so I listen to it. And every single time we're like, oh my gosh, that was the best one. That was the best one. Every time. Every time. So the next week it's like, no, that was the best one. That was the best one. And I'm realizing it's not that they're better. One is better than any other. It's that they're each bringing something so unique to the podcast that I I didn't know I needed it until I'm hearing it. And then I'm like, wow, it's so powerful in different, in unique ways every single week. And just being able to have these conversations with people, being able to like have our own platform in order to spread the word. And I just hope like, no matter if it's like a 30-second clip from one of our episodes, if it resonates with you, then we've done our job. Then like we've hit the nail on the head.
1: Hell, we've done our job because I've grown, me being selfish right here, I've grown from talking to these people. But I'm honored. This is like a little thank you because yeah. I'm honored to anyone that has ever listen to our podcast even for 30 seconds or you like a post or you share a post it means the world to me because this i'm gonna cry i didn't plan on doing this by the way i did not plan on talking about this but this has been on my mind this makes me so happy yeah because all i've ever like i told myself i never had a passion um because my, I felt like my depression and anxiety took it away. And this is my passion. Talking about mental health. Sorry. And I just love this so much. So I can't thank you enough for being will, willing to spend money on podcast equipment. <laughs> and spend so much time every month talking to people. And willing to share your own story. And I, I truly... This is my second therapy. And I... Thank you. Oh, I did not plan on crying, but this has been on my mind. How much I love this.
0: It is as much as it's like, oh, we're doing a a good thing, or like, oh, we're we're creating change, or we're destigmatizing these conversations. It's also fun. It's so fun. Like first of all, just hanging out with you, and then also, okay. it's also so fun. Like interviewing people and
1: people we would never be, yeah, talk like, to.
0: We get to have these like in-depth conversations. Like think about how much like small talk you have with people during your like day-to-day life and we get to get like right into the nitty-gritty with people and like have these authentic conversations. I'm just so grateful for them like trusting us, like you said, coming on the pod, trusting us to like have the conversation with them, tell their story, and then grateful to like our listeners for even Like, even if it was just our moms listening, I think we would still be doing it, but it's, it has been wonderful.
1: It's, and I feel like we're wrapping up the season, but we're not, I would just, has just been on my mind (laughs) of how much I love this and how much I, I want this to just thrive and continue. Um, and I call it my passion project when I talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm a podcast host. and like, it's not my job. My dad today goes, when's the money come in? And I'm like, (laughs) that's not the point of it. That's not why I do this. Yeah. I do this because it brings me joy and it heals my soul and I love it. I've always known I love to talk. I've always told myself I'm going to be an actress or something <laughs> when I was little. I'm going to be something in you were no, just waiting for the right I just I want outlet to share my story so people heal and I've realized other people telling me their stories is healing my soul and like I said even if we were crying and so emotional and it was sad, I still leave on a high of, I've learned something, I'm closer to someone, Mm -hmm. someone hearing this is going to heal from it. Yeah. Um, So thank you to every single person out there who has listened or supported us. Um, And I said this earlier, but I also want to give a huge shout out to Phil for giving us the space to record multiple times a month in your house
0: we literally kick him out from playing video games we do um yeah huge shout out to my my better half who is who feeds us who uh gives us the space like hopefully sometime julie and i have plans to turn our second bedroom here into like a little studio for us so we can give phil back the rest of the
1: they won't let me move in so my my goal is to get a little studio and then I'm just going to slowly it's start te- bringing more and more yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's
0: just going to be Julie's bedroom, actually, is what's going to happen. Um, mm. But no, like, huge shout out to him. He's been such a trooper, especially when we lived in, like, that one bedroom apartment. We would take over the whole kitchen, the center of the house, and we'd force him to, like, hide in the bedroom. <laughs> Pick um, a
1: room, Phil, because you can't leave yeah. <laughs> until we're done, especially during an interview. Um, 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 so, yeah, he's been great. He also
0: set up our whole uh, tracking tracking documents. system and, like
1: excel docs and everything so and we we, we couldn't do this without them we couldn't I couldn't do this without you um
0: and I'm excited for the rest of the season because yeah. this is not the end of the season but this it feels transitional because we're in like spring yeah and we've done like 10 plus episodes this season we've already we've done <gasps> Oh my, because if you think about season one, it was every other week. It was every other week. And we even skipped a few weeks at one point because we each were sick at various times. And now we're doing like full year season. So that was like a half season. Um, And now we're doing full one. So like we've done more in half a season than we did in our first season, Mm -hmm. which is bonkers to me. And I'm just super pumped for the rest of the year. We have some amazing speakers lined up.
1: I also want to say, if you have a topic you want us to discuss or to find someone to interview on let us know cuz we're only two heads over here yeah. and like we want everyone to have to learn something from one of our episodes so if there's something you want us to go and find someone to interview tell us like our like I, yeah. our outro says slide into our dms if you have my number text me like let us know what you want to hear
0: and it doesn't have to be a well thought out idea it can literally be oh, man, like I'm interested in this topic, X, Y, and Z. What do you think about that? And the, and the likelihood of us being like, yeah, we're going to look into that. Heck, yeah. like That's 100% what will happen. So if, there's, if you have any inkling of something that you'd like to hear, let us know.
1: Play outro music. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at livelaughlorazepam and slide into our DMs to share your story or provide feedback. Make sure you subscribe. Call or text 988-THE-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE for free and confidential support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress.